0: Oh, yeah. Bay vibes with a whole lot of laughs. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Dad vibes, but we run it with glass. Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half. Yeah, it's the second half. Hey, it's the second half. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half.
1: Welcome back to the second half, super excited because we have a special guest today who drove down from Sacramento, a singer, songwriter, producer, multi-instrumentalist who learned the drums at the age of 10 years old, was performing at jazz bars at 12 years old, which by the way is illegal, isn't it? That's, a, that's illegal, but good for you, um, started playing the piano and guitar at 14 years old, then went into producing at around 20, produced his own album, also a freelance videographer, avid golfer, lover of all sports, and enjoys technology. Ladies and gentlemen, Robin Reyes! Robin! Welcome, oh Robin. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having welcome, me. Welcome. welcome. Now you could ask him about Jordan.
2: Oh, well, we're going to dive into <laughs> there that no now. Yeah, so uh, Robin, just, I heard you're, uh, you've shared your uh, lifelong Warriors fan, so... The news of the last 24 hours, Yes. Jordan Poole gone, CP3 here. What's your
3: take? My take is controversial. I like it. Thank you. A lot. Say more. It's not controversial here. Say more. Why? Why? Well, I think last year's debacle and the locker room and the young crew that we have on the team, it's like... We don't have anybody to to reel people in and be like, "Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're working towards." So your
1: third player.
3: like, get let's get on it and let this go. And I think with CP3, either he's coming off the bench or they're going to put him at the one and then have Steph on two. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do, but I'm happy. We we kind of shelved off the upgrade, the good, drama good fit in, uh, yeah
2: higher basketball. Still doesn't like address yeah. my big
3: question is who's guarding Plumley. This that's the other thing that so we he, have to worry uh, about. The
4: bench is guarding Plumley because Plumley <laughs> is trash.
3: Not against uh, us. Wait. wait, who's his team?
4: Is Plumlee beating?
1: us?
3: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't like the trade.
4: He's a Warriors fan. Um, He's
3: definitely But what him. I'm
4: He's saying is Plumley beating us. Is he beating us? He will he will now. So, from <laughs> your perspective,
2: you're seeing kind of the uh the completely anti CP3 side mm-hmm. here, and then it shifts, you know, probably to the here right in the middle. No, I'm more right by right. I lean, I lean this Oh, you're anti
1: CP3.
2: anti. Well, I'm, I'm. I dislike him, <laughs> but I do actually think it's an upgrade for us. <laughs> I've, today, I've come to accept he's on our team. So you lean this yeah. way. He
1: leans every way. Well, I mean, for the sake of this conversation and argument. <laughs>
2: Personality wise, can't stand the guy. Mm-hmm. Fit wise, and makes us
1: better. I, agree so with you. I would agree with you. He leans on the side of logic, basically. For this, for this, uh, for this trade, uh, I don't know. That's debatable. Logic. It's a logical fit
3: for us. I can see both sides where it just doesn't fit. Fit. We need size. The reason why we lost against the Lakers last year is because, or this year. Because we were so small, anytime yeah. Steph would come off, we would put people in the from the bench. They were too small to, to do anything, right. and I understand that. But also at the same time, we can still find pieces mm-hmm. to to get vet minimum. Because
1: the truth is, we always need size. Yeah, we've needed it for a really long time. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and I think the I think for me, the goal was to um, not upgrade pool, but just move them while we could. Mm-hmm
3: that I can agree with <clears throat> because with Dre de- declining his player options like yeah he kind of put the he, he kind of moved his own pieces and he's like okay what are you guys gonna do alright well we don't want to ship you out we might as well ship off the the kid that caused so much and headache one. you know shipping pull out means Dre months the,
1: the chance
3: of him staying yeah, yeah. Right.
1: or if he does go they've taken away every reason why he would go
3: Yeah, Um, so I'm hoping he stays. I'm hoping that this year it's it's good.
2: Quick uh, hot take: Um, Do you feel pre or post All Star Game CP3 punches Curry, Dre punches CP3, Steph punches CP3. Who's punching
3: who? So we have everybody punching each other, right? Like
4: I don't think any punches are. Who throws the first punch? (laughs) Yeah. No punches thrown? I don't no think punches any thrown. punches are being thrown. <clears> okay. <throat> I think Curry put him in, in his place a long time ago. It ain't 2014 anymore.
1: Oh, I, I don't even. I think they actually have a good relationship. I mean, Curry's game changed the summers he worked out with, with CP3.
2: Now they can do more State Farm commercials.
1: But they could do that hey, again. Hey, just don't kick him off the court again, boy. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys had a dad bod take.
4: Let's go right into that. First off, let's say who's on the show today. That's a good call. So, Sweeney Todd here, Ride Boogie here,
2: Launchpad is here, (laughs) Bird Dog,
4: so that might be an unfamiliar voice to a lot of our listeners, but that is Brent aka Bird Dog, which is why he said it with a question mark,
1: Bird Dog,
2: (laughs) I feel that though, like when I had to embrace Launchpad, it was also Launchpad, I get it, Dog Bird, but he was on our first episode, Yes. Yeah, Right. And he so, didn't have
4: Launchpad. I mean, he didn't have Bird Dog correct. as his name.
2: Well, it didn't happen yet.
4: Yeah. So Should we give Robin
2: some the backstory name? of these <laughs> nicknames? Yes, yeah, because he's sitting here
3: like, I'm like watching uh, a tennis y- match. Y'all have a nickname, just a steady nickname that you keep for every, um, everything?
1: Right. Boogie came up with... Uh, his own nickname.
3: Uh-huh. He, he gave
1: right us all right the right. nickname. Did you ever call him Right
2: Boogie? No, I've never. <laughs> You've Never called him Red I have ever did in you my call life him never, I've never said okay. him Never. Okay. So, who
1: did <laughs> make of the that three out close that.
2: friends? He's got his own self-anointed <laughs> nickname. Well, just to go back
4: to a couple episodes ago, when y'all weren't letting me get my own nickname. Oh. Hey, hey, I, I didn't that. get. I didn't give myself my my nickname. Yeah, none of us have. Yeah, except for the guy. So if you couldn't give yourself your
1: own nickname, I couldn't. <laughs> Whoa. That's what you have to do. you got to stick with the nickname, start saying it. That way no one calls you something you where don't did, want. Where did you hear someone call
2: you Ryboogie in your own mind?
1: All the time. <laughs> <laughs> All the time.
4: Honestly, honestly, you know where it started? You know where it started?
1: It started back in the rap days. Um, yep. My qual. started yep, up in the land. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll okay. That. okay, that's fair. Just came from there.
3: Maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll have my own. We'll come up with multiple. Well. Okay, we'll, cool. we'll anoint you.
1: Cool. You want a nickname? Sure. We're good
3: at <laughs> Give me one. Oh, well, you'll
4: have four. You may
1: you not five like
3: it. I'm, ho- <laughs> I'm horrible at nicknames, names, though. So, I'll I'll take whatever you. By get. the way, bird dog,
4: you have another nickname.
3: I'm sure. We all have plenty.
4: Uh, Logpad gave what? it to you in what? our last episode. What I said? Cream. 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 Oh.
2: Oh. God. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> this is PG 13. No, because it has to do with peaches and cream. So it fills here. Oh, peaches, got it. and then because of the complexion. Ah, I see. Yeah, that running joke. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. not
4: what he said last time. He didn't say complexion. He's now starting. Uh-huh. He said no. cream. Yeah,
2: exactly. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Let's keep it PG. So nicknames, we have nicknames. Mine is because I launched myself off a trail and pretty much in uh, the summertime, I almost killed myself on a bike. So Launchpad, that's where I was anointed. And then Bird Dog. It's dancing with cranes on the golf course. Egrid. 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 Sure.
1: He was really specific. It was an Egrid. Oh,
2: terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, the guy we were playing with. He was like... That's oh, e-gret. did you see that blue egret over there? And I turn around and I see him dancing oh, with it. <laughs> what do you mean dancing?
4: Like you're actually... <laughs> the, there, yeah, was, there's a doing, video. there's actual videos. copying the egret. i following all the movements. Yeah, and I was... It's like the they, they were e-gret. cousins or... <laughs> <laughs> Got really They close. were related. It's a great video. Yeah. They were in sync. Yeah. I have so many questions. It was so yeah. hilarious. And I'm a barber and he just... Slits
3: throats. The demon it barber. Makes a mean pie. A nice. Demon barber. It's mean pie Todd. Pie. Yeah. There you go. It. I love it. I Have so many questions. What hole were you guys on when this happened?
2: Uh, it's that really odd. It's fifteen. The one with the uphill.
1: Fifteen. The the uphill. 15. Yeah, fifteen. The really long one. At um. Uh, San Ramon.
2: Two bridges uh, or the Delta the, the Brewery. Yeah,
1: yeah. Twin bridges. Can, canyon. Can, the Canyon Lakes. 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 Canyon Lakes. <laughs> <laughs> Canyon Brewery. Place. No, no, no. Canyon
3: Lakes. How many shots or beers were you guys in mm, before? That's funny. No, we were pretty sober. Yeah. We, really? That was sober. Man. Mm-hmm. But it
1: was a, you know what it was? It was a really sloshy day. Mm. And that, that hole specifically, it was so wet, we were just dredging mud. Um, oh. And we kind of were just, we gave up on the hole. Yeah. And we saw this beautiful Egret. Who
2: just joined us. Joined us right in the middle of the golf course. Oh, uh, it looked it
4: like that's you fun. joined Egret. It's a good call. Yeah, you pretty didn't.
2: much. He was in the fairway. I was not. Are those deadly? It looked like a pretty it's deadly Egret. It's a bird. I don't know. Come on, man! It's not a bird of prey.
1: Not everything's going on a tour to the Titanic.
2: <laughs> oh oh my <laughs> God! That's a. That'll take us down a, will. a crazy rattle. Should we get back to the... Dad bod take. Hot,
4: yeah, dad take? Yeah, go go for it. I don't know what it is. You so, it. <clears throat> dad bod take of the day. When you're eating a burrito, huh. and you have your salsa, mm-hmm. your hot sauce, whatever, do you pour it before your first bite, or after your first bite?
3: Always after. Why? Well... I'm not really a sauce kind of guy. Mm. I typically, like, I don't know. When I'm when I'm eating, th- this is going to be weird, but whenever I have my mom's spaghetti, I have my mom's noodles, and then I have my mom's sauce. And sometimes I'll go for the noodles first, oh, and then I'll nice. go for the sauce oh, first. Oh,
2: different
1: dad Yeah, and You so put the noodles in your mouth and gargle the sauce?
3: Yes. Oh, wow. yes. So, wow.
1: yeah,
4: that's beyond weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know how to get into this. That's that's like the cereal and milk. <laughs>
2: that's disgusting. Wait, no, that takes it way beyond.
3: Yeah, that's hey, I'm but it's within that realm
2: of like you go noodles and then sauce, noodles and then sauce. always? sometimes or you go it's just a like a noodles.
3: Sometimes it's just Does that whatever means means he I'm feeling. Drinks
2: the milk and eats the cereal. Wait, but the two shall no. never the two shall never meet oh, on yes. the same. They never
3: touch. Oh, he never oh, 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 yeah oh. But just then spaghetti. What's that? Is it just with spaghetti or are there other... Just others? with spaghetti. It's on cereal. Cereal, it's, it's put together. So you don't do it with Alfredo? No. No. But spaghetti you do. Yeah, Wait, for so some totally reason, I have, no, I have no idea why. My brain just goes into a so different... So
2: only totally red, red sauce then? So you, you have a prejudice against... against do you sauce? think I you're heard. hurting
4: the noodles because <laughs> it re- resembles <laughs> you're, blood? You're planting a seed.
2: All right, I'm, I'm leading a witness
3: here. So I, I, back to the burrito then, so... Sauce comes after. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you after. I like to like take couple bites and then i strategically put like little sauces every now and then Agreed.
4: yeah
1: that's that's the common way right yeah, that's yeah. pretty much the popular way it's eaten i think yeah and all of you guys do that did you say yes to that?
2: yeah i'm gonna take a bite a couple bites and yeah it's also you know, yeah, i don't you know have, have a receptacle is. for it as opposed to i like your analogy of the hey, it's an umbrella it's, it's an umbrella you put you on right? mm-hmm. floor it's like, just gonna drip all over your hand Yeah. And, or I guess it's it's a mojado burrito. Otherwise, if you just pour the sauce
4: on,
1: yeah, well, that's, that's me. But, but I'm stand, a mojado enthusiast. Right. I like to dissect mine and mojado it up.
2: So we got a four count bite first, one count non-bite. This is the yeah. net ball take. I'm,
1: I'm, an, uh, I'm a non biter Can
2: that, can I add on uh, the other take though? Just on the foil. Like what's everyone's, so, are you a, are you a, yeah, are you a pool nah, as you eat or are you completely <laughs> lay the burrito bare <laughs> like and
1: eat it? You circumcise your burrito.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, you know, go horizontal foil pull pool or okay. down? Like what's your.
3: I go horizontal as I eat it. As you eat Yeah. Because so I, that's proper. My, that's know, so proper. I, right. I never finish a burrito. In one sitting, right? I never do. So just in case you need to wrap it up, exactly. But the it's spaghetti like, thing, I don't. I can't. I can't shake it. We're gonna think about it after <laughs> this. I'm too. gonna
4: try it when I get home. <laughs> Gurgle it. <laughs> eh- yeah.
3: Everybody yeah, in my sauce, life will be like, what in your mouth and what is wrong with you? I don't understand how that even like works." But one day I was, I think I was either bored or just really like out of my mind. Then I was like. Let me just try this, and then I loved it, and it just stayed ever since.
2: Well, why do you like it though? Actually, what what is it? Is it a texture thing? Well, it, yeah. Uh, what is? Okay, it?
3: so this is. I like the taste of the noodles on their own, mm. and then oh. as soon as I put the sauce in my mouth, it's like <laughs> if he it fuses it together. <laughs> wow. Are the Paws. are the are the noodles <laughs> al dente? <laughs> yes, they are al dente. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Huh. Any type of noodle? So, for example, does <laughs> yeah. it do alfredo? It's a spaghetti? No, no, no. But I'm saying, I'm saying. Oh, okay, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Because I was going to go fettuccine versus, you know, or get penne, penne pasta, fusilli, <laughs> <know. know>. fusilli <Fuciline. laughs> elbow. <you> know. <laughs> so only
3: else, spaghetti noodle. It's only spaghetti. Okay. And it's only my mom's spaghetti. If I go to Jollibee and I get like yeah. a like a spaghetti, all
2: spaghetti. This mom. Boom. I'll no, eat it shout, shout out Eminem. Right yeah. Oh, wait. So if you, so if I invite you over my house yes. and I have spaghetti, wait. But yes. I mean, we usually, in, in our family, we cook the noodles separate uh-huh. from the sauce. And we usually leave it out. you We it in no, the sauce. We leave it out, assholes. We leave it out, <laughs> out so you can serve yourself. Yes. Right, Like we don't mix it together, yes. right? Okay. So would you, at my house, you would mix them together still just out of habit or you
3: would eat it separately? I would probably eat it separately. If, if it was given... The op- if the option was given to me, I would eat them separately. But if they were already mixed in, I'm not going to be like, can I get sauce on this? side? Can you separate, you wash it off? Can you wash it off for me? And can then you put make me sauce- a
4: fresh batch of noodles, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like you text in advance, <laughs> a sauce on the side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but People just put like a set of noodles and a set of sauce for me. I love
1: how you made boiling spaghetti separately unique to your family. <laughs> I'm stuck on that now.
2: <laughs> Thank you. That's so like... Uh, <laughs> I just want to be clear that we don't cook it all together. It's just for you heathens listening out there, <laughs> we're normal as well. Wait, so question two then. The cheese, does that matter at all? Do you add cheese or is that also a separate thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's a long-ass meal. <laughs> I know. No, like you guys will do Parmesan or like, you know, some cheddar cheese on your spaghetti? Cheddar. You will do cheddar? No.
1: Nah, well, he okay. does do all kinds of cheap cheese on <laughs> their spaghetti, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, to be honest I don't even think about the cheese as soon as like cheese and the sauce and the noodles get incorporated I'm just like fuck it I'll just, I'll just mix it I'm sorry can I cuss? no it's not? fine okay cool I'm just yeah. like I'll put it together hey, you it together. spaghetti the way you
1: want a spaghetti yeah. Yeah. thanks <laughs> don't let us dictate your spaghetti experience
4: let's dive into something that. else <clears> yeah, that's so Excuse funny how do we know you let's thank sp- you sp- let's there really get to know you great, great really get to know you <laughs> <laughs> golf Okay. How and when did this come about?
3: So, my dad was a very big golfer and when he was 30 and I was 3, he started bringing me to the golf course. And so because my mom was off work in somewhere, my dad would have his day off, he would bring me to the driving range and he would sit me down on one of the what was like like a the one of the buckets. And then I would just watch him hit. I'd be like this and I'd look that way this and then like almost processing whatever he was doing and just being really intrigued by it and so my dad would he was just like okay well you're out here anyway let me give you like a plastic club and then i would just be sitting around instead of sitting and just watching i'd be practicing Mm -hmm. mimicking whatever movements he was doing and so he's like okay you're a golfer now i'll turn you into a golfer and that's pretty much how it started
4: Did,
1: did you play in school
3: um my high school didn't have any sports it was all performing in fine arts music acting drawing whatever Mm -hmm. just the opposite of sports so i I never really got to compete at that high school level um but all throughout like my middle school my elementary (laughs) years i was competing and missing lots of wow school days just for golf nice yeah
2: what school was that Uh, my high high school school.
3: uh natomas charter performing in fine arts academy
4: uh, yeah. So with with school, music was what drew you to. That was your favorite in school. Was was it music?
3: Yeah, I mean, even before I went to to this charter school, I was learn. I was playing the drums. Um, I guess my family was like, "Yeah, well, let's put you in something else other than golf. Maybe you'll enjoy it more." And then I like the drums. I think my dad was like, "Hey." come watch this video of this guy playing the drums. Do you like it? I'm like, yeah. Okay, your your, nec- your drum lessons are next week. Mm. Like, okay, cool. Started doing that, and then from that point on, it was like music became my love. Was yeah, that the first life. instrument? Yeah. Or the drums? Yeah.
2: Who was that musician? Yeah. Do you remember who the musician was?
3: Um, I remember it being the Goo Goo Dolls. Interesting. He, he was like, it is interesting. this is the video of them performing live do you like this instrument and i was like yeah that's really cool what is that guy doing with his hands and yeah yeah. you know hitting stuff like oh that's the drums Mm -hmm. i want to do that
1: um let's go backwards though really quick before we stay on the music uh line here what's your lowest handicap
3: my lowest handicap was three Three, yeah, three. Yeah. I got really close to scratch two, three years ago, and then I was just like, "I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna like put a pause on it for a little bit." Um, took this huge break, and then we played around, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much the moment I was like, "Okay, maybe I should go back into doing this again." And then ever since, just been practicing. And yeah, pretty much it.
1: He's good. I, I played. Now what uh, that was. Our, we played that one round, and we played two rounds after yeah. that. He's he's good, yeah. really good. I if I had if we we're picking teams, <laughs> I would definitely pick him. <laughs> you guys can all be on the same team. <laughs> sure
4: um, the team l- 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 <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be honest. I wouldn't even get picked. Oh,
1: you would get picked. Oh, you would get picked, <laughs> Everyone needs a Harold on the golf
3: course. Harold, I'd pick you. It would be you and me versus them three. Uh, we got it. We'd lose.
1: I appreciate yeah. that.
2: <laughs> we'd we lose in golf and the heckling. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: That's actually If we, fit, if we lose,
2: and then we feel shitty
1: about ourselves because right. he'd be. Yeah. <laughs> he'd give you his strokes, and we'd still lose. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm curious about the most, though, speak to us about jazz bars at 12. Okay. I'm, 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 how'd that play out? Did you how'd you
4: that happen? How did you interview? get the gig? Did yeah, you? that's that's
3: a really good question. How did you get the gig? Sure. At 12? Mm -hmm. um so at that time i was with this uh drum teacher and uh i was like getting really good really fast and he was like the only way we're gonna know if this is good for you is if you perform and so i was like sure let's perform he's gonna set it up for me and next thing you know he sends my dad the address to the place and me being 12 i'm like it's at a hotel cool it's going to be in the lobby. And they send me to this dark bar on the side of the hotel. And I was like 12 years old. I'm holding my mom's hand with my drumsticks like this. She's like, what is this? <laughs> and the funny thing is is we, we went up to the bartender. And I was like, hi, I'm here for a performance. And the bartender was like, huh, you're funny. You're fucking 12 years old. <laughs> you're not going to be here. And And they were like... There's no way we're going to put a 12-year-old on stage. So while we wait for your teacher to come, you can sit on the corner. So they had me and my family of eight people just stuck in the corner. And I was just like, oh, my God, I want to go home. This is not right. This does not feel right. My my teacher comes in, and he's, he's pissed. He's like, why isn't this kid on the stage right now? Because he- it's California. Yes. <laughs> yes. Me, I'm just like. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Five minutes later, they put me on the stage. And I remember the very first song was um, The Girl from Ipanema. Oh, nice. Um, awesome movie. Exactly. Yeah. And as soon as I played that first, my first very like small fill to get the band going, everybody in the bar was like, heads yeah. turned, glasses dropped. It felt like a movie. Yeah. Where people were like, oh my God, That's who awesome. is this kid? And Give the I, kid a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally at the end the bartender was like, You can come here whenever you fucking want to. Yeah. Had
2: you played with the band the drinks are on me.
4: Yeah.
3: No. You with the band
2: so then so it's kind of a double the it's like triple the experience. You're at a bar, you're underage, and first time playing.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Did did you get paid or did the teacher take your Cut. I don't think I, I don't. <laughs> I definitely did not get paid. I don't know if he took the cut. He should falling. go find that teacher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He took the yeah he
1: teacher took the, the cut. Took the cut. <laughs> That's a nice little hustle for a music yeah. teacher, huh? Yeah.
2: Did you? Even backing up before that, though, um, so you had a, a love for golf at a young age, and then you developed a quick love for um, music and mm-hmm. drumming. Um, when did you, I guess, realize? Like, was it before that performance that you realized, like, this is something I'd like to do, like, you know, you got the thrill of it, or mm-hmm. did that spark it, like, was it always something you kind of dreamed dreamt about?
3: Uh, performing or playing the drums, or? Uh, both, yeah, performing yeah, and, and playing 12, the drums, yeah.
4: I mean, I, I look at my son, who's 11, if I ask him to go in front of a crowd,
3: mm-hmm.
4: like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're crazy, mm-hmm. but for you at 12 to perform in a jazz bar, mm-hmm. like... How did you know that you weren't going to be nervous?
3: I think at that, at that age, at, at that moment, I was just, I, I was so nervous. Like, don't get me wrong. I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is, this is not right. I just want to go home. But as soon as I like, stepped onto the stage, it was kind of like a switch just turned on. It was like, play, play the game right now, play your ass off, and then you can go home. So I think at that age, I didn't know that I loved performing. I, didn't, I had no idea, but I loved the feeling of like the the thrill of going on stage and be just like, oh, this is scary. And then you performing at some sort of level and people clapping for you. And that was the thing that was like, ooh, this feels good to me. What is that feeling? What feeling was that for you? It was... I don't even know how to put it into words other than it's like the drop of a roller coaster where you know it's coming, you know it's about to happen, and you're scared, and as soon as you hit that drop, as soon as that machine just goes <laughs> goodbye, everything is just like, oh, this is fucking awesome. All the, I like this shit. Yeah. I can do this over and over and over again. That's the feeling. That That's what it real. feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a yeah. great way of
2: putting it.
1: It is. Yeah. That also explains a lot because I've seen him perform and he is so at home um, behind the mic, behind an instrument in front of a crowd. It was just a smaller venue too and, mm-hmm. and you know he just
3: was natural there.
4: So did that come from anybody else in your family? Like were you inspired by anybody in your family?
3: No. Uh, everybody looks at my parents and they're like, how did this kid take from you? Yeah. Where, <laughs> you don't perform. You don't really do these kind of things under, like, well, I don't know. So no one played the yass flute. The ass flute? Yes, The yass flute. The yass flute? What is that?
2: Where are you going with this? It's the jazz flute. <laughs> oh. Well, Farrell. Got it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Thank you for clarifying. Anchorman. I'm so sorry. Anchorman, bro. i like, like, lost oh. for a
4: second. <laughs> 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 He got a bird dog on it. Did, did you? It. Yeah. I <laughs>
2: didn't. But it is response. Yeah. yeah. I was he's like, the ass well, food. please <laughs> tell oh, me more. Oh, new <laughs> devil <laughs> team. <thing>. I think, <laughs> they, think <laughs> they were ask last clue. Oh, there he goes. No. Ass, no. ass Oh, food. God. <laughs> Why? Why? And, and an this ass ass? is how you get a nickname. Oh. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. He's got to be on your
4: toes. And the ass food was born.
2: got to be on your toes. You don't ask those type of questions. I guess.
3: I guess so. It's okay. Ass food will... Not <laughs> we'll come up with a better one But right now that's, that's the leader in the clubhouse
2: Great. So what, what was it? So since you didn't have that um, experience in your family Of anyone playing What, what was uh, was it like learning? I Maybe just talk a little bit about your teacher And yeah. like the growing up and learning musical instrument Because in my mind I just had to look up I forgot the name of the movie But Whiplash is what I see, mm. right? Like super intense Was yeah. it like that or something different for you?
3: Um, it wasn't like that at all It was very, like, here's a piece of music. Let's try to work it out. And then we go line by line, figuring out what's going on. What is this thing? And then now let's play some music. Which, uh, that was the thing that I loved the most about the lessons, was let's just play some music. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever it would be super technical, super practice vibe type, I'd be like, this is not it for me. But as soon as he was like, okay, put the headphones on. Let's play some music. It it felt like as soon as I put them on, it was like I was envisioning something in my head, like I was performing for somebody, Mm -hmm. performing somewhere. Um, And that was pretty much, I think that was the reason why I was so prepared for that night was because I was like a master at envisioning and imagining what was going to happen. You've done it several times in your life Yeah, yeah. Which is why that was was my preparation, Mm -hmm. pretty much. How so how many instruments do you play now? What, and what are what are they? Drums, piano, guitar, and singing. If that's an instrument, okay. I think so, so look, yeah. the
4: big four. A favorite instrument?
3: Guitar. Guitar. Yeah. And which is the hardest instrument? Singing. <laughs> Definitely singing. Um, when I'm playing the guitar in my room, it feels like everything is gone. Everything is just like a blur and it's just me and this little thing here and I can control what is going on if I want this song to be sad I can make it sad if I want it to be groovy I can make it groovy and so that's why it was my it's still my favorite and even when I picked it up I was like this is my best friend when when family things were going down when girlfriend troubles were were happening like like I'll pick up the guitar and then I'm good Mm. um
2: how soon after uh, you learned the
3: drums um, did you pick up guitar? I picked it up at six, 15, 16, I think. Um, and I didn't take any lessons for it. So self-taught. Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, this movie August Rush, uh, and I saw this kid banging the, gu- the guitar. I was like, I think I can do that. And I started banging. I was like, I can't do that. Well, what, what can I do with this thing so i just googled a bunch of shit and that was the beginning
4: hmm. so what about reading um music did that come easy for you as well
3: i can only read music on the piano with guitar since it's all ear i don't know how to read that although if you give me a like a sheet of music i'll be able to just like use context clues to figure out okay this is a chord here I think if I play it like this it'll be okay and then kind of go from there but with piano since I had to learn in school that's a little bit easier to read
2: I'm I'm struck by um, how quickly you were able to switch from like a sport a passion for a sport to then a passion for music Mm -hmm. and then having some instruction in an instrument and then being able to learn instruments on your own do you how much of how much of your um i guess passion or what am i asking how, how much of your passion would you say is is uh, um, attributed to the time you spent practicing and learning like theory or musical you know uh cheap music and then how much of it do you think is just like innate like just a part of that same question yeah what was that last part? Innate, like innate, like just intu- like just something that's part of you, something intuitive, right? yeah, like intuitive. Mm. You know, do, do, you, do you ever consider that?
3: Um, I don't think it was. I don't think at the beginning it was ever a part of me. I think at the at just at the start it was. I wanted to learn something new, and I wanted to express my feelings and emotions in some way, and I thought that what better way to do it than through this instrument Um, because at that age I knew that depending on what I was playing I could convey something I could tell a story through it Mm -hmm. even if I didn't sing even if I didn't have any words to accompany it I knew I could just you know figure it out but then later on like for example now when I'm when I'm playing it's very much so a part of me like I pick up the guitar I don't have to look at whatever's Whatever I'm playing is just here, 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 here. Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just it was just practice. I loved it. I was obsessed with it. And even if my parents were like, "Hey, it's midnight. You have school tomorrow. You, you got to be quiet," I would literally take my guitar to bed with me, lay down, and just play like super quietly. Like, wow. this is this chord. This is this chord. Okay, I like this. I like this. That was just how obsessed I was.
4: Is that your process and how you create music?
3: To lay down in bed? Just <laughs> <laughs> while eating noodles right here, Just like,
4: let me try this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, like what is your process to creating
3: and writing music? Sure. Um, I love starting with either a word, uh, a title of a song, or just a line. A sentence. That's typically where I start. If I find, if I hear something, if I see something that's like, "Ooh, that makes me feel away, What can I do with that? I go with it and I expand mm. with the the lyrics. If I can't think of the lyrics at that time, I pick up the guitar, pick up the piano, uh, I go to the piano, or I just even open up my phone and just sing a melody. What what melody can I connect to this line? That's typically the beginning. Yeah. And then from there, it's just...
1: Filling the music. Yeah.
3: And then I I typically lay down in bed. I look up at the (laughs) ceiling. I'm like, okay, this this feels right.
4: So what are you currently working on?
3: I've actually had writer's block for a huge amount of time. Maybe um, for the last three or four months. Um, Just because I've been so busy with school. Busy with life things and events just getting in the way so there's no i i couldn't really get into a good space and then just maybe like a couple of days ago it was like okay cool welcome back (laughs) you know it was that kind of thing and and so i don't have anything that i'm writing as of now but it i'm at that place where my brain is like hey
4: it's sort of open up yeah 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 so have you had writer's block before
3: yeah, yeah. Um, plenty of times, and m- my only cure for it is to walk away, is to put everything aside. Don't even think about writing, don't even think about singing, just do other things.
4: You should jump in the pool.
3: <laughs> like in, in the water? <laughs> <Jump>. <laughs> why, wow. why am I missing all of these things?
4: <laughs> the, uh, the Maui reference when I told you to oh, jump yes.
3: in the pool. I, I will never forget that. I literally stayed in the pool. I know. You know what? Now you got to say it. Say the story.
4: So, the story behind the pool. We're watching the Warriors versus Grizzlies. And I'm a very, I guess, superstitious fan, competitive fan, right? We're watching the game. We needed a spark. So, we all needed to switch places, right? Because we were staying in one place. We needed something to happen. So, we... Switch places. Told Robin to get in the pool. Right? So he sit in the pool. And then uh, something happened during the game. And he, he got out of the pool. And I yelled, Robin, get back in the pool! <laughs> and he literally jumped back in the pool. And stayed in the pool. Did they win? We ended up losing that game.
1: Oh. Yeah. But mm. well, he scared the shit out of Robin, though. <laughs> Robin was coming out of the pool, coming back. And, um... Well, we, we were, like, down, I don't know, four, five points all of a sudden. And I didn't even notice he was behind me. He's like, eating whatever we were eating there. He takes a glance at him. He's like, fuck, we're losing. He looks at Robin. You can get back in the pool. Get in the pool. <laughs> scared the show. He just walks over to the pool. Now he's in the pool for the next 30 minutes.
4: Because <laughs> we forgot to tell him. To, I forgot to tell him to get out of the pool when the game was over. He stayed in the pool. I, was like, oh,
3: I, I remember like peeking <laughs> to the <laughs> side, just like, "Is it over? Are we winning?" Yeah, but, yeah, like, how is it
2: going?
3: <laughs> no, I, I only <laughs> listen to everybody's like grunts and moans. Just like, oh, yeah, you're
4: just listening to all reactions.
3: Uh,
2: so, I'm hearing yeah. you're, you're the ultimate team player, then.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> somebody tells me to get in the pool. Get in, the pool. In, in an effort to have us win, I'm in the pool. No doubt. Yeah, I'll so be if that guy. So if it's
2: not jumping in the pool or being allowed out of the pool as inspiration, mm-hmm. um, but like on the note, follow the thought around writer's block. Like, where do you draw your inspiration from when it comes to cr- the creative process?
3: Yeah, um, a lot of my songs come from personal experiences, but as of lately, I've been really interested in just coming up with new things like creating some sort of story in my head like oh this happened to this person how does that make that person feel or how how can i write a song about like driving in driving in my car in the middle of the night at 10 11 well what are the things that i'm feeling what are the things that i'm seeing
0: right
3: um so, that's kind of, like, where my head is at right now. But, you know, typically, I like to, to write from
1: experience. Are there any artists out there right now that you would say you model yourself after?
3: Uh, definitely Miguel. Um, when I was in eighth grade, there was a period of time where I was just listening to nonstop Miguel. I was I going to say, you're pretty young for Miguel. Yeah. Eighth grade. Somebody was just like, hey, you should listen to this guy. Yeah. Listen to him. He's, he's really cool. I was like okay and then i my life changed i was like oh this guy's fucking amazing um that's where it kind of modeled my voice and um and then john legend and let's see frank ocean okay frank ocean
4: it's a huge john legend fan
3: yeah love john legend um i that he was the first person to to get me to think of songwriting differently it's like what exactly is he he singing about here what does pda mean how how, what is this story that he's telling is this true is this is this not true i want to know um and then just frank ocean his his storytelling abilities is insane Mm -hmm. like he's he's the type of writer to not tell you what he's singing about mask it behind like a white ferrari but all the feelings of love and sadness are in that
1: a oh, white Ferrari. Yeah. I like that reference. Yeah.
3: He has a song, White Ferrari. Yeah, it's so good. Makes me cry every time.
2: The song Novocaine is a favorite. Novocaine. It's pretty deep. Pretty yeah. Addiction to love. Yeah. Yeah. When did you? When did you write your first your first song? Like, what was that experience like?
3: I wrote. I think I was thirteen. I was thirteen. I remember it being on the piano and I was like okay I really like these chords can I write a song to it and I ended up writing a love song and at that time I didn't know what I was doing I was just copying whatever I was what listening to what you thought about love yeah, yeah. like what, was, what I was seeing on the movies on in, in TV and I played it at school and people were like how do you know what love feels like I'm just like it's just what I think it's just what I'm seen hmm. i don't remember it i don't remember half did of you time. play
4: it in a talent show or you just played it at school for
3: well my school is a, um, a performing and fine arts yeah. academy so there's like designated places just for people to play the piano and, and play the drums and stuff so during lunches and even in class i would just go there and kind of like play with the piano and of course there were you know Older girls there, I was like, Do you want to hear a song of mine? That'd be just like, Oh, yeah,
0: I'll, I'll play you a song.
3: I, I'll play it for them. And they were the ones who were like, oh, What do you mean, love? Right. What is this? <laughs> You're a little kid.
1: <laughs> That's, it. That's interesting because, and we should go back to that. You went to a school full of creatives, basically. Yeah. Very different from our experience, but we had, what do we have in San Francisco? School? school of the Arts, right? So pretty much the same. What was. What was that total experience like mm. for you? And did you feel like you were missing a normal experience by not being at a regular school?
3: Yeah, I mean, when when you first enter the place and, it, and you're in sixth grade, and it's like, wow, this is this is unreal. I don't, this is awesome. People are singing and dancing and. And acting, and this is what we do.
4: So really quick, it starts at sixth grade?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you're just enthralled in all of these arts and stuff. You kind of forget about normal experiences, I guess. But by the time I was in 10th or 11th grade, I was already just burnt out. Hmm. Because when you go to to school and instead of music being this thing that you love to do, it's a thing that you have to do now. I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I I actually wanted to go to a different high school where it was just public sports, go to football games and stuff like that, but it it never really happened. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Why is that? Is that because that school in particular or that that type of school tends to, you know, send its students in a direction into music? Or is it something else?
3: It wasn't even that. Like, people weren't even... Going in the direction of the arts, I think. When I graduated, personally, I saw people going into other things that weren't art. I was like, "How are you? How are you (laughs) going into fields like being a lawyer if you've been dancing your entire (laughs) high school career? Like, how does (laughs) that? How does that even (laughs) work out?" But then, you guys still
1: had the regular curriculum. Yeah, eh?
3: yeah. And then we would have um, what's it called? We would have. Uh, advisors just you know telling people okay this is what you can do to go over there and right. people were able to do that for me at that time i wasn't even interested in <laughs> in that i was like i'm gonna be a singer i don't care what anybody says that's gonna be it
1: hmm. i th- I think that that's interesting and it's also unique so to to your question yeah. um i think what he was saying is that he was exposed to so much and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth but it, this is what I'm picturing now you're exposed to so much creativity and you're you know you're giving given a platform to sing, dance that you kind of suffer burnout mm-hmm. right so it would be like if we went to an all-athletic school you know that's all we did mm-hmm. if I could see how that's uh, it's like the reverse of our experience yeah
3: and don't get me wrong, it was an amazing experience. I loved going to school and being able to play the drums at 10, 10 to 11 a.m., being able to, you know, like hang out with people who are actors and visual artists. It's like you see all these creative people around you. But then also at the same time, I just kind of wished I was able to play on a golf team or, yeah. you know, go to a football game and be stupid with my friends at, at a game. But was never really able to do that
4: hmm. so being the entertainer of the family what was that like at home were they always making you perform
3: they were uh my family like my mom and my dad they were always like you're so loud you're so loud just be quiet just a little bit alright that's enough do you have siblings yeah um, yeah where are you in the I'm the eldest okay the eldest. of how many three three mm-hmm they were always just like my favorite thing that my mom would always do is she would open the door and she'd be like are you crying <laughs> when I was singing <laughs> I was like no mom I'm singing my heart out
4: <laughs> she was like
3: well it sounds like you're crying sorry <laughs> and, then just and just close the door just leave yeah.
4: Wait, so who chose the school was it you or them
3: they did <laughs> Yeah,
4: but yet they wanted you to be quiet at home. I
3: don't understand. Oh man, the logic. There's a there's a lot of things that I don't, I never really understood at the time. My parents just wanted me to go to a really good school, yeah, and then transfer over to an even better school, and then get a good job and, and live my life that like way. It's
2: not like they recognized though that you mm. you needed a, an outlet or there was a conduit for. Yeah,
3: that. they they realized it, and then they learned that it was like the worst thing that could have happened to them because instead of me going on this traditional path of like go to school go to college i was like i don't want to go to school anymore i want to be a singer yeah. i want to learn how to produce music and and stuff like that and they're like
1: but credit to them for recognizing that you had you know a passion yeah. and then fostering that passion i mean i, I could see I, I know what you're saying about Sending them to that school and then complaining about the noise. But, you know, I could send my kids to a football camp, but I don't want them throwing footballs in the house. It's just the same anecdote for mm-hmm.
2: me. When did you realize that you, like, this was going to be your thing, your life thing, or big passion in your life? Man. Was it in school, or was it, was there a moment, or just over
3: time? Um, I think. It was when I made my first thousand subscribers on YouTube. I was like, this is fun. The
4: What is your YouTube? Uh,
3: just Robin Reyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty much it. I, When I was 16, I just got into playing the guitar, playing the piano. I was like, I think I can do this forever. I, I think that was the moment where I just made an executive decision. I was like... I don't care what happens, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if my dad says, mm, you should look elsewhere. I don't care if people say, mm, this is not it for you. I was like, this This is going to be it for me. Um, so I guess we can say that that was the moment. Um, all I remember is watching John Legend, Ordinary People, on YouTube. And I was like, I can do that. It was, it was so weird. I hadn't, hadn't even played the piano at that time.
4: Do you know how long it took you to get to a thousand
3: subs? Um. So funny story. I I probably made a thousand subs on one channel in about two months. Damn. And then I deleted it because I had no idea. I had no idea what subscribers were. I had no idea. I was just like, mm, I'm posting these stupid videos. I should focus on school. <laughs> and then wow. somebody somebody was loose. like, No, what are you doing? Like, yeah. people actually want to follow you and and hear you. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll make a new one. And then my first 100 subscribers after that took two months. And then little by little, I got to 1,000 in maybe like four months.
4: So how often are you putting up content?
3: Uh, At this moment, I haven't been posting anything. I've just been clear of all social media um, just because it hasn't felt right. Typically, there's a, there has to be a feeling with me. It's like, okay, I'm motivated. There's this feeling mm-hmm. internally sure. that I, that's going to push me to keep going, but there hasn't been that until just recently.
1: And that's a good segue because you, you actually are back in school. Yeah. right. What are you taking in school?
3: Computer science.
1: Computer science. But then, in addition to that, you're also a videographer-photographer. So how did that happen?
3: Man, I when I was... I think 2016 right after um, Ryan and I met my um, my family was kind of going through some things and so I was like mmm I'm gonna stay at home I'm gonna I can't be focused on this thing while I'm worried about this thing and so I said let me put that to the side and worry about taking care of my siblings for a bit and then we'll move from there yeah. and then at that point I was just like what can I do to make some easy money? I said, YouTube. I can make more YouTube videos. I can figure this out, grow my thing, and then go. And so I bought a camera and and Ryan was the one who was actually like, hey man, there's this guy that I drove in an Uber. Um, He told me that he does wedding videos Mm -hmm. and I think that you should hit him up. Here's his Facebook. Send him a message. So shout out to Ryan for for jumpstarting starting that. Yeah. But um, after good, that... But good on you, though. Good yeah. on
1: you for responding... And in responding to the family call oh, without yeah. being asked to do so. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was at Davis at the time, so that's a lot to give up.
3: Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I knew if if Ryan was saying something to me, I had to, to listen. I, I'd be like, that's my brother right there. If he's saying, like, try this out, I had to try it out. And then as soon as I messaged the guy, he was like... Okay, can you show me some of your clips? Can you show me something that you've done? And I made this horrible, horrible film about my, my little brother opening mail or something like that. Mail? Yeah, and I, the guy was like, this is really bad. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> but I like you, so come and, and let me show you how to <laughs> improve it. Yeah. And um, I still worked with the guy um, like five years later. What was your most challenging gig? My most challenging gig. Maybe talk a little bit about what you do in the,
2: sure. as a gig. Yeah. As a segue to your sure. most challenging gig, just where people who are listening.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm a, a wedding videographer. I pretty much get called to join other photographers and videographers to capture the moments of a couple's wedding. Um, I'm there with my camera from either 8 to 8, 12 to 10, depending on the day, depending on... The, um, the culture and you know just events of w- what's going on um, but my cha- my most challenging wedding had to be maybe the the second one where my mentor the guy that rye put me on he was like okay there's this guy that you should ask he won't he needs somebody go work with him so i did and he ended up being the most unprofessional person in the world super sketch and was just like yelling at me about everything, I was like, "What is this?" And I was messaging my mentor, "Who did you put me on? Who did you
1: put me with?" He's like, so he was I'm, the guy that was hired for the gig. Yeah, and then you're you're signing on to work yeah. with him.
3: Yeah, that was challenging because I had no idea what I was doing. It was like my second gig. I was being thrown into like shark infested waters, oh. pretty much, and all I knew was that at the end of the 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 wedding, I was like, "It can't get worse than that." It can't get worse than that. And it hasn't been worse than that. <laughs> uh, thank goodness. Yeah.
1: How does that... How, so as a freelance videographer... Um, I, did, I did, Because I don't know. Sure. So that's what I'm asking. Someone gets hired for a wedding to do the videography shoot, they can just you know, pick and choose who they're working with? Because yeah. usually at weddings, what you see about two, three, maybe sometimes four. So they're not always together. So mm-hmm. Some of those are just freelance people.
3: Well... So the process is a couple will look via Google, via Yelp, or you know, their the um, a venue's vendor list, and they'll be like, "Here you can look at these three p- these three companies," and then boom, uh, they'll pick that company, and then they'll have a specific person that's leading the company, and then they'll outsource via their own personal network or whoever if they're mm. really in need of somebody, and so. I was, I am a second shooter, and so whenever the three or four companies that I'm really close with need somebody, they're like, "Hey, can you come on this day? Hey, can you come on this day?" And um, that's typically how uh, I get selected for work. Pretty cool.
4: So, do you plan on taking your videography skill set into your music into music videos for yourself?
3: Oh yeah. Um, I've, I've always had this vision of directing my own videos and stuff like that. Can I, we be in it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in the pool. Shameless so plug. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you should be in the pool. <laughs> you know, we've done a music
2: video or two as well, actually. I've, I don't know if you've seen these. I have not. Okay, yeah. Well, I need you should to see. see. Also on, on Instagram, not on YouTube, but... I wait,
4: was it see. on YouTube?
2: Did it you? is on YouTube. also on YouTube, yeah. Like yeah, fifty thousand hits. Well maybe we do like a redo, right? Ooh. A
3: redo. I would love play. that. <laughs> I'd be down to to see that. How many albums do you have right now? Um. So I have one that I made in 2019, and then I made an EP shortly before that, maybe mm. the year before that. So. I have two that I made personally, and then uh, when I was under um, you know, management, or I was somebody's artist for a, a good amount of time, I have an artist or a, an album under that label.
1: So, nice. Yeah. So can we can we talk about the new song you have coming out? Sure. You want Yeah. Let's do it. Bless the audience with what's coming.
3: Um. So this song is. Very different from what I, from what I typically make. Um, I'll just play it for you guys. And yeah, just play let, it. Let's see.
0: Whatever we did last night, I won again. We're not here for love, but we'll pretend. You could stay the night. Up the pace, I wanna see your face wrapped up in silk, covered in lace. Put your legs up in the air, looking like I shinna live. Damn, that's crazy. I might just be the one you call, baby. You might just be the one I call baby. Yeah, yeah. I can't be a man in this lifetime, but I can be a plan on this nice night. Hit my line, you can come by I Just call read me my you. sign and tell me what I'm feeling Your body's my canvas, I'll be your oh. Vincent Make you touch stars like oh. it's oh. starry evening You'll be the one dreamer This night I, wanna I want again, again. I wanna be When I hear a lot love But we'll return If you stay the night Let in my bed be Keep your clothes on my yeah. floor again Keep your clothes on my floor again Keep this moment yeah.
4: Really catchy, Sweeney. Does that pass the r b check? I play it in here. For, uh, yeah, I, I would play it in here. And I, for some reason, envision myself like the Titanic, putting my arms out.
3: <laughs> there oh, it
1: goes wow. again. <laughs> He's our r specialist. Oh, so really? if you make I, his list, yeah. you make the list. I am,
4: How, like a, I said, John Legend is.
3: I love
1: this.
4: Uh, I love John Legend. Um,
2: I love that. As an artist, what is it to to get a? instant reaction like that where somebody just wants to spread their arms and like that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I mean it, He
4: wants to paint himself in the nude. <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 oh. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> no need for painting, you just take selfies now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of the song? It's called Again. Again. Yeah. Again. What? so and from you, what's it about?
2: Like what what inspired it? You know what
3: I wrote this song at the time when um I maybe like a couple months after I had gone through something um, long 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 ago and it was just about me saying okay it's time to just fuck around right now Hmm. Um, but I wanted it to be like somewhat loving I, I wanted it to be like hey I'm not here forever I probably won't call you but I wanna be here right now. Right. And so if you are down, I'm down. This is uh, this right is now, what we can do. Do. being in the yeah. moment. Yes, yeah. yes.
4: I'm not do, right. do, you want, do you want? I'm Mr. Right now? Yes. Do you want that?
1: that's that this is pretty much a, a a test scene for you. Do you want our honest reactions? Sure, yes,
3: please. Please. Uh,
2: I I loved it. I've definitely picked up on the Miguel vibes. Uh the beat the beat the, the, did you make that beat yourself or yeah. so you, you produced that entire song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, I really liked it. That's what I wanted to know—is yeah. more because it sounds like there's layering of your vocals, and then I heard some piano or some organ, I guess. Um, to again, you compose the whole whole song.
1: There might I have got, even been a little gas flute. Yeah,
2: maybe there's a little <laughs> gas flute. Certainly, <laughs> <apparently. laughs> um, I, I catch some Miguel vibes. I catch a little like old Frank Ocean phrasing. I, I hear a little John Legend. Yeah. You know, um,
1: oh, definitely everyone he talked about,
2: but. Everyone you talked about, and then also just in terms of like the lyrics itself, it's definitely like a, like a, it sounds like a, is it, it, it's like a proposition a little yeah, bit, I mean. you know, like you know, are you down? I'm kind of down. Who's? I think there's a line you talked about breathing all the words I said or, or something like that.
3: Uh, I think I said I want to sing.
0: I want to sing my songs all over your skin. Yeah,
3: I, yeah think that was it. I like I like that part. There's a cool little break in it
2: too. Mm-hmm. When I caught that. Like, I was, as I was watching you, like, it kind of takes the song from, like, one place to another place. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I liked it.
4: What about you, Sweeney? Like I said, I, I would definitely play it in here. Um, I liked it a lot. I really did. I, If you didn't play and you didn't say that you produced it and wrote it, I wouldn't have known it was you. I would have mm. th- thought, who the hell is this artist and how come I haven't heard of him yet? Yeah, yeah.
1: I was just saying, yeah, I'm with B. it started off catchy, mm-hmm. right the beat right
2: off the bat yeah. and, just
1: cuts uh, you. and then you layered the lyrics just just right you know like with uh, with hip hop, you gotta ride the beat and you rode the beat there in the r and b wave, which is which was cool. Are you gonna sing that line now like p- so. during pillow talk?
2: I think so. yeah, this might get incorporated into sing my
1: words uh, right over her her skin. Making. this might be in oh.
2: my I love making. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, wow, <laughs> I'm honored. Wow, I'm honored.
4: Let's go. <laughs> I, um. You know, w- Ry Boogie and I uh, attended an open mic over at um, Phil Goods uh, in South City.
1: Oh, he'd be a hit there.
4: I think you would be, uh, like you said, a hit. So I'm um, throwing this out there, Phil Good, to get Robin Reyes to your open mic and uh, perform.
2: I have a question though. Like, um, who's your audience?
1: That's a good like, question. Yeah, and, and like,
2: who are like? What's your vision of you and your music?
3: Man.
1: That's yeah, like, tough, like if you man. if you're yeah. seeing if you're seeing to a crowd yeah. of like fifty thousand, mm-hmm. what's the general
3: population you envision your crowd to be? Like 20, age group. Sure. You know, I think twenty-two to as old as you. You yeah. wanna be yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean He looked at you. He yeah. looked at
0: you he looked at you. That's what
3: that's what I envision, <laughs> at least. <laughs> like I mean I wanna write songs where everybody can just vibe out. I, I don't want to like push pe- like push a certain demographic to the mm. side, like a certain age and be like, No, you can't listen to this because it's it's this. I wanna I wanna see like kids jumping up and down and I want to see older people you know, like, moving side to side like, oh, yeah. this is really nice like, I wouldn't even expect this to be this this nice but, um, the for the people in the middle like, 23 to 33 like, my age uh, male, female, whatever you want wh- whoever
2: for aspiring musicians, artists what would you say to them? Those who are listening, maybe in terms of kind of pursuing that, pursuing those passions. What advice would you give?
3: Just to, just to go do it. If 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 something makes your heart warm inside, if something gives you this feeling of ooh, excitement, and I want to like, there's intriguement, in, in, intrigue. I don't even know if there's that's a word. There is if, if there's something there, explore it. Because if you're, you'd rather explore it and then find out that you don't like it, then go through life and not exploring and just constantly think about yeah. what if I did that? I'd rather try this, fail, try another thing, fail, try something. Oh, I'm really good at that. And then boom, if I didn't fail those first two times, I never would get to the third thing to fall in love with yeah so just shoot your shot just keep on shooting just do it yeah there you go yeah also shout out to my parents for real because if it weren't if it were not for them Mm -hmm. putting up with my shit at at a young age and just constantly butting heads with them i would not i would literally not be here right so shout out to you mom and dad
4: Shout out, woman, Shout Shout out out to the Reyes household. Shout out to
2: the Reyes parents. The Reyes. Cheers to that. Cheers. And cheers.
3: And shout out to the second half because you guys are awesome. Any
2: parting words for folks listening you want to leave people with?
3: Um, Not really. Uh, Follow (laughs) me on Instagram at TheRobinReyes and stay tuned for my song again. It's coming out soon. Awesome. Stay ready. Stay ready.
1: Never gonna have to get ready if you stay ready.
2: (laughs) Cheers, brother. Cheers, brother.
4: Is he the the first guest that didn't have a death bar?
0: running all the courts sf to the town dad bars now we just running our males barbershop talk rocking the spot got you thinking these opinions all coming in hot lifelong bond has the convos flow time just goes constant growth straight from the base spreading knowledge and laughs listen up show love homie it's the second half